Are you looking to hire a photographer? Check out Windsor's own Melissa Fay Photography with affordable and professional services ranging from lifestyle newborn to weddings and any of life's important events in between. Mention Hattrick Hockey and enjoy 10% off any service. Find her on social media as Melissa Fay Photography. And what is going on, everybody? It is episode number 65 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. If you like my shirt, Rob's shirt there, you can just go right there, click the link, and it will bring you right into our merch store for all your sweet HTH merch. This being episode number 65, Rob, this is the Eric Carlson edition of Hattrick Hockey. He's been in the league for 13 years, 788 games, 143 goals, 482 assists, 625 freaking points for that man. As a D-man, that's pretty good. He's a world junior and Olympic silver medalist. He's a He got a bronze at the Worlds, and he's a two-time Norris Trophy winner for Mr. Eric Carlson. We'll bring in Rob. Rob, what's going on? How was your weekend? How's it going? Yeah, nah, it was. It was okay. I uh, end up going out to uh, catch the Leamington Flyers and uh, Vipers game. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. What did you find out there? Uh, Leamington didn't play that well. No. They were down. I want to say three nothing in the first period mm -hmm. but uh yeah they they didn't end up coming back and winning that game so was it only exhibition the sound looked pretty good yeah no no it was their it was their home opener oh wow which it was kind of disappointing uh not too many fans mm -hmm. you know but with the covid you have to be double vaccinated yeah to get into these games and uh see them and that being said uh it's essex home opener tonight too being tuesday yeah so I'm going to go and check that out after we do our interview with this total beauty. Mm -hmm. What you guys are going to hear a little later. <laughs> um, so, so you just kind of hung out over the, over the like weekend. Well, there's not really yeah, a whole I lot. I didn't you guys do too do. much. Yeah. I didn't do too much. You just uh, stayed home. Clean the house, did dishes. Laundry, I was the same. I worked all worked all freaking weekend. That was the same thing. I worked on Saturday and Sunday hockey and stuff like that. Another big win for the boys this weekend. Another, I think it was 10-3 was the total of this one. Boys are rolling right now, man. Boys are wow. rolling. So boys are sniping right now. So it's hopefully that stays just where it is because everything's going good right now. So <laughs> Oh, you um, haven't been out coached yet, eh? Not yet. It will happen. It'll happen. The team we actually have to play this week coming up is the team that gave us the one tie. So we're 2-0-1. Wow. So they're the one that gave us the tie. So they're going to win. They're, they got some guys on the fucking – they got some big boys on the blue line on that team. So it makes it a little hard. So that's okay. We'll see what happens. Real quick, before we get hopping into the hockey and everything, we have a new sponsor. We got Amped Up is our new sponsor there. The We have owners Frank, who I work with, who's an absolute beauty, and his boy, Mr. Pete. So though these guys, they've been in the business for 15 years. They got tons of strobe lights, any kind of light that you want. 
a 2200 watt system that can make any room bump. They've done tons of weddings. They also, Rob, which is pretty cool, and I don't really see a lot that do this, they offer a stag and doe wedding package. So that's pretty cool. They also offer a MC service. Listen, it doesn't matter the size of the crowd, whether you want to drop it like it's hot, shake your tail feather, whatever you want to do. These are the guys that you should call. So get a hold of them. You can find them on Facebook or at Gods of Music. So welcome to the family, boys. Can't wait to have you here. So right on with those guys. So we'll jump into the hockey here. To me, the big, the big story right now is Brady is still not signed in Ottawa. He's holding out. So oh, yeah. what, what he wants is he wants, a, he wants a short-term deal. So he only wants a fucking what they call a bridge deal. So he wants a shorter deal. The Sens want to sign him long-term, obviously. The Sens want him on a like, on a like eight-year deal, seven, eight-year deal. But he doesn't want it, Rob. So do you think he doesn't want it just because he wants to see where the team is in a few years and he doesn't really want to commit to Ottawa right now with them in the state that they're in? But their draft fucking pool looks good right now, though. That's the thing. So, like, what do you think on it? They look really good. They they look really good. I like uh, I see them, you know what I mean, battling and beating on teams and, you know, like uh, – I don't know what's going on there. Maybe maybe he wants to hook up with his brother. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, eight years, that's a long time. And that's a huge contract. Like, a lot of players are going after that eight-year contract yeah. and only getting, like, seven, six, five, you know. Mm-hmm. And with the state of COVID and how it is, you're lucky that you're getting that kind of deal because who knows, right? Yeah. Oh, I know, man. It's crazy. I just like, well, they obviously want to lock him down. They're probably going to make him the captain. You know what I mean? Like who else would wear the C there? Stutzel maybe between no, those two too young. Yeah. Well, Brady's pretty young too, though. Yeah. But he's, he's got years. Stutzel. Yeah, true. Yeah, he's like, got a couple. Brand new. Like he's a fucking mm-hmm. newborn out there, but mm-hmm. incredible hockey player. Right. Don't get oh, me wrong. No. Both of them are. So we'll we'll have to see what happens there. So he's holding out. So it's brave. His dad did it. I think his brother did it too. I think they both held out. So we'll see what happens, man. I could see them. Like, what do you think? Do you think they'll agree on something? Do you think they'll agree on something that's kind of in, in the middle? Or do you think they'll just be done type deal? Like, what do you think is going to happen? I, I bet you he does a three to four year deal. Yeah, I don't know. That, like this is, you know, this really sucks. Like at the beginning of the season, you know, like, and, and you're trying to work out a contract, like how come this couldn't get done over the off season? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's what, yeah. So they just can't agree on the term. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of two guys that did sign for the uh, Canucks there, Mr. Hughes got a six-year deal, $47.1 million. And Mr. Pedersen, he signed a three-year deal, $22 million. So to me, that's a, that's a bridge deal right there. 
if I ever if I've ever seen one right there. But we'll we'll see what happens. Both of those guys are studs, and we'll definitely definitely help out with that team. They got to stay healthy, obviously, but they're young kids, so see what happens. Sure. Did you did you also see that um, the Arizona Coyotes are going to be the first NHL team to relax the dress code and allow guys to dress more casual. It's weak. It's weak. Uh, actually, well, I went to uh, when I went to the Flyers game. Uh, Mark Rideout yeah. and the other coach. I can't remember. Uh, Mitchell wasn't there because of the, that COVID rule. He, he doesn't have the the double vaccination, which he is getting, and yeah. uh, that's why he wasn't there. But they're mm-hmm. dressed to the nines, beauty suits, yeah. look fantastic. And then you look over at the Vipers bench, and these guys are wearing like sweat gear, you know, like your your nylon, you know, swishy yeah. pants and jacket. I, I thought it looked bush league. It looked, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I kind of like I the suits too. I didn't agree with it. I think I think you 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 look the part, you dress the part, you are the part, you know. Mm. So look good, feel good, I, I really, good. right? I, I don't agree <laughs> with that. I I I I want my boys, and and then after that, we went to um, we went to the the one of the restaurants where all the all the flyers were at, and these mm. boys were dressed to the nines, and they yeah. looked awesome, you know. Mm. They looked like studs. But, you know, like, yeah, they lost, but still, you know, like I, I thought they all look fantastic. And I think, I think you should be, you, 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 you dress uh, appropriately for the game. And it's always been that way. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like this, you know, like you, you look at these basketball players and shit that, that show up at the games. It looks like they just yeah. got off the couch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I get it. They're wearing the bling and the, and the, the, you know, the, uh, the fancy wear and, and, you know, they're wearing freaking $3,000 Jordans or whatever, but I still don't agree with it. They, they do look like they, they just, you know, like I said, got off the couch of just a chill day. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I kind of like the same too. When I was playing uh freaking, even just like travel growing up, like we were the same thing. We had to wear collared shirts and ties. For sure. When we were playing. I, I don't I don't disagree with it. But uh I think it, it looks it looks awesome when you, you you know the hockey players from the regular crowd. They you mm-hmm. know, like you see them come in, they look sharp, they're you know, you, you're waiting for that uh especially a guy like Matthews, right? He comes in, in. Especially a guy like fucking Matthews. I show him on a Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. He's walking into the rink, he's got the three-piece suit. He's got the top hat and everything going. He's got the fucking Pablo stash going, just fucking styling, walking in there. And then they want to get away from it, man. It's crazy. I I don't understand why you want to get away from it. Because you listen to all the stories about, you know, like Sidney Crosby and guys like that, handing down suits to guys or taking them out and getting them tailored. Like what, you know, when we, when we went and got fitted for uh, Nate's wedding, you remember, I felt like I was a king, you know, like they were just... (laughs) waiting on us hand and foot and then yeah. when you know you get the jacket on you get the vest on you you're like fuck i look good man like <laughs> you know i feel good you know what i mean you feel like a champ and, and, and yeah. like you're you're somebody you know yeah. like and and you know i can go i can go to walmart and grab a pair of fucking jogging pants <laughs> i agree man i agree 
also um so yeah i'm not i'm not for it at all i, I think it's just but times are changing and fucking everybody's got to be comfortable mm-hmm. and nobody gets you know butt hurt about you know like what they wear because you can't tell me that none of these nhl guys can afford a suit <laughs> you know what i mean that they can't afford it also too uh apparently because we've been following this this like eichel stuff so apparently calgary is going to make an offer for him they haven't said yes they haven't said what will be or what the deal is or whatever but apparently they're they're gonna they're gonna take a shot at him apparently so we'll see what happens i literally just seen it before we hopped on the air and there's not a lot on it so i think it's probably relatively fresh so mm-hmm. that's probably why nothing's being said. And they're probably waiting for doctor's records and shit like that too, right? So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what well, happens. I was talking to some people at that that Flyers game and uh, they told me Eichel was like, whether it's true or not, I don't know because it's it's secondhand, but mm. they, these, these are people that have met him and other people that know him, you know what I mean? Uh, and they were saying he's he's a prick. So really? whether that's true or not, I don't know. But, you know, I like fucking stirring the pot and getting it out there. So fuck whatever. And, and it's Buffalo. So, yeah. And, and if he wants to come on the show and, you know, beat Turbo. me up or drill me about something, fuck whatever. Bring it on. <laughs> um, last thing before we go to our our interview here, uh, the Leafs resigned coach, Sheldon Keefe, two-year deal. Did you see that? How, how do you, so how do you feel about that you okay with it i'm okay with that yeah yeah i think he's a good coach i think he's a player's coach i think that mm-hmm. you know like i would like nothing more than fucking john tortorella to go in there and fucking <laughs> clap some heads together but you know you you, you it, like i said before it's it's a new age mm-hmm. it's a new breed and you know you gotta spoon feed these fucking guys now He's also working it ain't, at, it ain't the way it used to be. He's also working at ESPN now too. Torts. Uh Keith is? No, Torts. Oh, Torts. Yeah, he's working oh, okay. at, at like ESPN. But as for uh Keith there, it is a great move by the Leafs. You should keep him. He is a good coach. Um, the guys seem like they would go through a wall for him. So why would you not want to? want that guy in the room i guess he swears a lot too eh? so uh, i was listening to uh chicklets today at work and i think what was saying on amazon prime i want to say there's a leafs like show on there and they said that yeah, it gives it's their you... year in review last year no there's like a thing like leading up to this year it's almost like a nhl like uh winter like classic series type thing but it, but they said it's like okay. more. They said it's more in depth. Like it's more of an inside look. Because we've so I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to check it out because I think we we have it. It's like called blue and white, like all all access or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I forget what it is. But if you got it, yeah. Check it no, out. it's 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 the uh, it's camera people following them around from yes. last year. Oh, that's you know, from I, last obviously year. Obviously, thinking okay. they were gonna win the cup. <laughs> and they had uh, like the camera in in the dressing room when like Keith was fucking going mm. in there and and you know fuck bombs everywhere and yeah, but it's it. supposed to be very good, it, like yeah. pretty intense. And I guess there's a there's a 
situation. I can't remember who the guy is. And uh, like Keith is telling one of the players, he's like, you know, like if you're going to play this way, like, and, they, and they're both mic'd up. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you're going to play this way, you're, you're not going to be here. Yeah. Like Leighton fucking told him like, you don't, you don't see that, hear that very often. Well, dude, it's the NHL. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so what we'll do here is we'll, uh, we'll actually flip it over to our interview right now. And then uh, we'll shoot the shit on the back half with you guys for a little bit. So absolute beauty on here with you guys today. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Mr. Mark Rideout. Roll it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this next cat here with us played in the O. We played here in freaking Windsor for the Spits. He was an ice dog. He was a whaler. He actually played a little bit in Texas, too. He played some college hockey. He's been everywhere. He actually now serves as the on or sorry, as the assistant coach for the Leamington Flyers. Let's welcome Mark Rideout. Mark, how's it going, buddy? Long time no see, man. Yeah, it's going good. I'm glad we could uh could make this happen. <laughs> Finally, uh, eh? We got her down. We got her down. <laughs> I might have been hunted down, but I was gonna do it. I'm telling you. I was just saying, you know, off the air. (laughs) I know, man. Happy you're here. Um, So we'll get started right away here. So you obviously grew up, you're a Windsor boy, right? So you probably grew up there, obviously, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Windsor until I was about uh, 15. Then we kind of moved out of the sticks and got to the rich area of the country. <laughs> mom, mom married a doctor, so everything was fine after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, like, how old were you when you started to play hockey? Um, actually, I didn't start playing hockey until I was uh, 10. Uh, wow. I, uh, yeah, we just, it was just, it was my mom and I and my brother, uh, and it was just, it wasn't in the, 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 uh, the funds at the time to, to get into a sport that expensive. We were mm. baseball players. So a lot cheaper shoes and a glove. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot cheaper uh, price-wise. Yeah. You enjoy a league, right? Yeah. You're under a hundred bucks where you're, what is, what is it now? Like 600 for, for a kid playing hockey? Oh, yeah. Like not even travel. Yeah, I know. Oh, just, travel. oh, I'd be scared travel. to see yeah. what it is yeah. now. Yeah. I know what it is now. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> like, it's. Yeah. He's yeah. like, it's good. You got a good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you marry a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> still looking. <laughs> oh, man, that's fucking funny. Hey, I don't know if I, like, read this right somewhere or whatever, but did you used to be a goalie? Yeah, I was. Yeah. So when I started at 10, um, when you were a goalie in Windsor Minor, like minor hockey, they, they paid half your way and they paid for your equipment. So again that was the way i could play so i was a goalie from 10 till till 13 yeah i was terrible i was awful (laughs) shoppers drug mart i remember the jersey i was fucking letting in fucking muffins from everywhere rob fill them in but i I, I, even then i was the toughest goalie in the league for sure (laughs) i played with their big uh the big v affiliate (laughs) (laughs) speedy auto glasses right that was That was crazy. Well, man, but man, yeah, just to be a goalie. But then, so you, then you went from net 
and then you went out and you played you played defense, right? Yeah, so I like <clears throat> even before I started ice hockey, like just to be clear, like I was I was a hockey nut. Like I I I legit was probably outside at and I'm not even exaggerating seven hours a day just just shooting pucks. It was my passion from day one. Uh, but yeah, so I finally was kind of able to try out for travel because obviously my mom knew how much I wanted to play. And now as a parent, she was probably thinking, yeah, try out for fucking travel all you want. You ain't making it. <laughs> you gonna have to pay for it. <laughs> so I went out and I tried for the A team as a goalie and I got cut like the first uh, practice. And that's when, like back in the day, you, they would never get away with it now, but the coaches would sit in the dressing room and all the players would line up outside and they would just wait to get their death sentence. And you have to walk out trying not to cry as a 10 year old. So I went in, but I already knew I was getting cut. Like, fuck, I, I let in every fucking shot in the, in the tryout. And uh, got you got cut skating around. Yeah, in I couldn't stay. Yeah. <laughs> and even my, my gear looked like shit. Like, I'm thinking as a coach now, it's not a fucking chance this kid's making my team. So um, I went out to the car, and my mom was there to pick me up out front. And I said, fuck, you know what? Wait a second. So I, I walked back through the line, walked into the coach's office, and I said, can I try out tomorrow as a defenseman? And I think they were just shocked that I did that. Uh, but they said, yeah, and I made it as a defenseman. So I was, uh, it was probably a numbers game, I'm guessing now, as a coach. Yeah. They probably only had 4D. But uh, yeah, so I, I, that was my first year out, and it was my first year of travel. But still, that's did, not so. Did you have any good coaches at Chopper's Drug Mart? They... <laughs> <laughs> we did have a goalie coach at Chopper's Drug Mart. Everybody got goalie issue. coaches down. <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy, though, man. Like, you just went from, like, one spot into another and just on the team. Bam. Yeah, but, you know, I look back now, and I was on rollerblade shooting pucks around from, from four years old. I never once was the road hockey goalie, so... Maybe if I was a road hockey goalie, would have had a better chance at net. But I think I always wanted to play out. Yeah. So, yeah. And even in the summers, I would play little summer leagues, and I was always a forward. So it wasn't totally new. It's just it surprised people that I took their kid's spot when I was a <laughs> goalie here before. Yeah, whatever. It happens. <laughs> Go ahead, he, he reminds me of uh, Ricky Keller. Like, I, I can see him as a Ricky Keller goalie. Yeah. He like to start. Uh, he played for Windsor for a little bit, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he was there for a little bit. Oh, yeah, but I was chasing guys around the ice, yeah, even at 10 years old. Like, the fire was running strong even then. Like, I, I, I was nobody was coming in my crease, they didn't have to, they could shoot from the fucking red line and score. So, like, how how old, like, were you when you got in your first, like, fight? Like, your first, like, on-ice fight, like, real fight, like, yeah. lids off, just going. So, uh, yeah, that's which is kind of crazy, actually. Uh, I played lacrosse in the summer, so I, I was always kind of a tougher guy in lacrosse. But it was never a fist-to-face, full-on fight. You know, you're wrestling around, and whoever gets the other guy's helmet off, that's the winner, even if you don't land a punch. Mm -hmm. So, I actually... Like, no joke, my first real fist-to-fist -fist fight was in the OHL. I never – I played junior B. I never got got a lot of fights, like, around, but never, like, in real real games. And um, 
the year I got drafted to Plymouth, a, a month after the draft, I got a call from Pete DeBoer and he said, this guy's going to come pick you up from your house. And he did. And he brought me to the Kronk Boxing Gym in Detroit. And I trained there every single day all summer. So even at 16, I kind of figured, okay, I guess Pete DeBoer wants me to come in as a fighter, mm -hmm. which I never did. I never fought real, real. So, yeah, so I did that all summer. It was me, Mike Maroney, uh, DJ Smith, uh, Alex Dojanoff, and um, just a bunch of boxers that just called us the, the white hockey boys. But looking back now, it was like a world-renowned gym. Like our trainer was Emmanuel Stewart. Like it was unreal. Holy yeah. crap. So, yeah, so then I went to training camp, and I think I fought 100 times. And that's the <laughs> only reason I made the team. Yeah, literally, I was – like Pete DeBoer, like about a month into the season, he called me in the office and he said, you know, like, you got to stop fighting all the 20 year olds. Like we have 20 year olds to do that. You're 16 years old. Like try to try to stay in the game for a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you were the shower starter? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I was, I always wanted to just go up against the tough guy. And I had yeah. Jesse Bullreefs on my team. That was like, just this guy was insane. And I'm like, and I'm going and fighting the guys he's supposed to fight. But then I realized when I was the over, like the older heavyweight, he probably mm -hmm. loved that I came in this battle because he didn't have to fucking muck up his knuckles anymore. Yeah, you really got to get sore. Like, like, yeah. what about uh, hand injuries? Like, anything? You know what? Serious? Like, yeah, like I've had a lot of stitches in my hand. I like boxer fractures, but I think sometimes, you know your hands are either made of glass or made of bricks. I think I've, I've been lucky. I think my hands are made of bricks. So they, they take a pound. <laughs> I was going to say, cause I've seen you, man, I've seen you fight a ton when you were with fucking like a ton with the fucking spits, man. Like, cause we were there almost every Thursday when you were playing with the spits yeah. and it was always like when you were on the ice, when like freaking Kugel or like, Ott or like somebody's yeah. on the ice, like it was just Ott, eyes were always following you guys because you never knew what you guys were going to do half the time you know what i mean but it was just crazy because at that age i never realized that i never i i can't even tell you how many times in my adult life people come up to me and they're like i, I used to go to windsor spitfire games on thursdays just to watch you fight i'm like oh well, i wish i would have known i would have i would have fought even a little bit more for you <laughs> <laughs> like some thursday nights off you have a bad day fighting the girlfriend last thing you want to do is get in a fist fight so you just fucking go through the motions that night nobody likes fighting with the girlfriend no nobody mm. <laughs> so how do, so how so you went from you were with the whalers first right yeah i got drafted to and then and i played there and then and you, windsor and then you came to windsor did you yeah. ever did you ever play against Windsor when you were with the like Whalers? Because I know you were only there for a little bit, right? Yeah, no, like it's funny you say that because uh fuck man, when I was I was young, I I I, I think back now, my I really had no aspirations above the Spitfires. Like I wanted to play for the Spitfires more than anything in my entire life. I used to have dreams about it. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um when I went to Plymouth, I was pumped to actually play at Windsor Arena for the first time. I, I My mom used to drop me off at the games. I used to go by myself when I was little. And um, the fucking first exhibition game was at fucking 80 Knox Arena. So I'm like, fuck, this sucks. This isn't, I'm not getting a feel yet. Mm -hmm. And the, the craziest thing was in conference, our first game in Windsor was uh, in December, which I have no idea why. 
Um, so, you know, that day, fucking Windsor Stars doing a big write-up on me, local guy coming back. And I was pretty excited. So I warmed up. First time I stepped on the ice at Windsor Arena in the OHL. And, um, and I, but I got traded in warm-ups. So I had to play for the Spitfires that night. So I, I, I never actually got to, you know, sit on the away bench. It's kind of crazy, actually. Even when I played in Mississauga, I got traded back right before I would have played in Windsor. So maybe I was never meant to sit on the opposing bench. <laughs> so you were involved in a shopping cart deal. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, it all started like John or uh, Adam Mayer, I can't, the, the defenseman. Windsor just wasn't a place nobody wanted to go at that year. They were just really having a tough year. The year started with Vern Stenlin. They had a shit ton of off-ice shit, but they were supposed to be really, really good. So they had good players. Matt Cook. Mm-hmm. Matt Edelidge, like they, they were like talent wise and even tough. They had fucking DJ man. Like that was a tough, like scary team to go against. Mm-hmm. And I think they got a fucking bunch of shit off the ice from Stedlin kind of dismantled kind of the team a little bit. And then he got fired and then they, they, they were shoppers at the end of the, at the, at the deadline time. So, um, or sorry, they were, they were selling, but so they, but they tried to get a, a solid defenseman. Like the guy was like a fucking second round overall pick to the NHL. Not a chance he's going to Windsor right now. Mm-hmm. So he was holding out in Plymouth that year, the year that I was on their team. Fuck man, like our, our power play, no joke. Every single guy was a first round signed NHL player. Like our goalie was fucking Robert Ash. Like they were within the men cup. So I, I was just fucking happy to be along for the ride. And I was just fucking chucking knuckles with whoever I had just to stay on the team. <laughs> so they, 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 they ended up getting all the good players out of that. And Windsor got all pretty well, like uh, rookies. Like, like all, my whole rookie class pretty well from Plymouth, we all got traded to Windsor that same day. Wow. So they just, they were just looking for the future. And you were probably yeah. like, sweet. <laughs> Like, fuck, right. you know, yeah, I, I, I was, but fuck, man, like, you know, Plymouth was fucking something else, man. Mm-hmm. Pete DeBoer as the coach, and and I don't know if it's just because I was just coming into the league, but uh, Mark Cadot, who's a Windsor guy, he was an overager on the team, and uh, I never really knew him much before. I went to the same high school, so I would be a grade nine when he's the the big dick that was playing in the O that I was looking up to. And um, he really took me under my under his wing when I was there. So I was a 16-year-old hanging out with all the 20-year-olds. So like, he really let me fit in good. So I, I, I was actually really upset to leave Plymouth, mm-hmm. knowing that I was going to a really shit team. But um, obviously, like I was super pumped that I was going to put on a Spitfire jersey, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I but just... that being said, now give it a couple of years in Windsor, you end up playing with a pretty good fucking team, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah, so um, that year, um, Tom Webster was coming in, like, it, let's put it this way, what the, you. The, the area, like, the people that were at the helm, you know, to a certain degree before that, it was a little bit Mickey Mouse, so the players weren't really buying in because it was just, it, it just wasn't work, you know, like I was coming from Plymouth, like fucking you, you were working for Pete, if you weren't working for Pete, you're fucking getting lashed. So I kind of missed that discipline because I think I always, even in, like when I was a kid, I need discipline and there wasn't much discipline there. 
Um, but then, then knowing that he was coming in, Mike Kelly was coming in as our GM, like on paper, we had a good team and we knew that they were going to trade for guys. Like I remember going in training camp going, fuck, like, like I, I need to, I, I might, I might've played one year in the O and that's it. Like I, I'm, I now I got to be like a rookie again, trying to make a team like I was making the year before in Plymouth. Like there's a fucking, some really good hockey players. Mm-hmm. Um, but fucking. <laughs> The funny thing about training camp, I, I, I was always the fittest guy, but I can't fucking run. Like, I can't run. <laughs> I just, like, I, I fucking try and I try. I think I have a, the lungs of a fucking infant. And, um, were you crushing darts back then? No, 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 <laughs> no. Other stuff, but no, no darts. And fucking, um, and there was fucking a rookie at camp. And I, I went to him and I said, listen, I said, you're going to fucking run next to me the whole time. So I don't look like an idiot. And this kid was so scary. He's like, what the hell, run right next to you. <laughs> we finished the run and Mike Kelly comes over and, 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 and cuts him right on the spot because he didn't run as fast as he could. So I felt fucking terrible for this kid. He's a rookie coming in. And he literally got sent home right after that run because he just ran next to me. And it was the saddest fucking run. Like I was walking by me and this kid's walking next to me. But we're not even talking because he's not my friend. I don't know him, but he knows he can't leave me. I felt so bad. Oh, fuck no. No. I don't know what this fucking kid was doing. He's just following me around. What a weirdo. That's fucking funny, man. Come back to me for an autograph. I don't think he's going to predict those fucking get rid of this kid. Hey, what, uh, what, like, not a lot of folks know, or well, I don't know, maybe some do, but like, you're the one that threw the hit that led to the Kugel brawl. Can you tell everybody who you hit? Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I hit their European player. That's who I hit. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then I continued to fight him afterwards. He's never been in a fight in his life, but it was the end of the game. And, like our coach at the time, uh, Tony, Tony Curtelli, who, you know what, he was, a, he was a good dude, but old school. Like, like he was the guy that would tap me on the shoulder and, and be the sixth man on the ice to gain like a fight. Like, like he, he just, he was nuts, but he was nuts as a player. So I could, with last couple shifts, I'm out there and I can see he's yelling at us. Like, don't let these motherfuckers walk away from this game. Like it was probably like seven, nothing. So now I'm just looking for a huge hit. Like I'm just not even going for the puck. I'm flying through the zone and their European comes and I just like put him in the next week. And then he gets up, but he like at the time he gets up because he was still fucking confused from the hit. I thought he wanted to fight. So I dropped my gloves and started fighting him. And then he, I, I was on top of him and um he was so hysterical. He was trying to get away from me, <laughs> but the refs thought that he wanted to get back up. So the ref let him get back up. And I started beating him up more. <laughs> and at the corner of my eye, I'm like, fuck, I'm like, somebody's running off the bench at me and I can see them coming. And I, I was in my head. I was hoping that I could jump in front of him to try to start fighting him, but I didn't jump quick enough. I got a little bit of him. But he was coming so fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran over, and then Blair Stazer came off the bench for him. Yeah, and then uh, the same guy that I fought is now standing at center ice, concussed, 
and Kuhl comes off the ice and fucking throws a punch from fucking section seven right into his head. And fucking the guy, the kid actually never played an OHL game against Sad, but he was, he just, he's like, I'm out of here. This is fucking crazy. Fucking animals nuts. Got a fucking seven foot behemoth coming at me. Yeah. Was I got, it? I got two trying to get away. The oh. ref helps me up. I get oh. beat up more. Oh. Wasn't, um, I just the only video that people show me so much. The only thing I'm embarrassed of, if you watch it, I have the worst frosted tips in the fucking world. It's the most embarrassing. Like, I have like white frosted tips in this picture because it, it fucking rattles me every time I have to watch it. Of everything going on in that whole clip, that's what you pick out of it is your frosted that's I, tip. That's all I can see. Look at my fucking hair. Like a fucking porcupine. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I'm pretty sure I had a, a shell necklace on too underneath my turtleneck. Did you wear a turtleneck too? Oh, fuck. No, I had a shell necklace. <laughs> hey, where was your first like OHL goal? It was at home. It was uh, against uh, Brian Finley, who was. Uh, Draft pay. He played in the show for a while. Yeah, it was just a, yeah, I think it was for sure my first year, just a weird fucking half slap shot from the, from the fucking top of the circle. Low blocker. Never, never fails. <laughs> never fails. When never in doubt, fails. shoot low blocker. Hey, low blocker. Or five hole, whatever. <laughs> Especially if you, if you fucking sucked at shooting, you can't lift the puck off the ice more than a low blocker. <laughs> robbery is the same that's all I gotta say about that I never go top chance can't get it up there that's funny man so so now you also when you played in Mississauga yeah. you got to play for the great Don Jerry yeah yeah I, I showed up there and uh it's, I love Don Cherry more than anything in the entire world. And my kids are like huge fans of him. So it's so cool that they know that he was my coach. But the first day I got there, he pulled me into the workout room by myself. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. We're having a one-on-one talk. And he's like, you know, you, we traded for you. You're going to be a big part of this team moving forward. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm an overager. That's like really here to fight. I'm like, if you think I'm changing this fucking team, I'm like, wow, this guy's off his fucking rocker. But I was just so happy that I was having a one-on-one talk with Don Cherry. And then the next day, uh, we're doing practice, and like, <laughs> like, like, like I'm coming from from Tom Webster's practices. This guy was unreal, and like we were doing like passing, like like we would stand on the on the board and we just pass back and forth for ten minutes. And it was amazing because this guy was like so down to the basics with everything. And it's like, okay, this guy's the hockey god of the world, but please stop coaching. Just like don't coach no more. Like yeah. it's just, it was, it was like so slow. Like one of our practices was like, you know, like we when a pro team's got 20 minutes to warm up. That's what our practice was. It was the horseshoe. We're coming out of the corners for little shots. And I was like, yeah. And then um he, he was only there as kind of an intern because he was done as coaching. And then Rick Vibe uh, took over and mm-hmm. uh, put the team to sleep for the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, how do you mean? You know, he, like, like what I, especially what, I, what I've come to really learn now as a coach is, you know, when you get to the higher levels, you're going to have a 90-minute meeting before every game. And it's really the most crucial meeting to have to go over the game plan for the for the game but you got it's such a fine line where you got to keep the 
the players engaged. You got to keep the tempo up. You got to keep it fucking short. But you got to get all your points across. And I remember I'd be sitting in my stall and this guy would be going on like minute 35 of, of our meeting and I would be like falling asleep. <laughs> and I'm looking around and everyone else is falling asleep. And they wonder why we won two games that year. Like we were getting put to sleep before the game. Wow. It's too bad because he was such a good hockey player. Oh, he's player, unreal. Right? He's phenomenal. But you know what? It's, it's funny and you realize it more now. Um, it doesn't always translate. Good hockey players don't always translate yeah. into good coaches. Um, because some coaches, they, uh, it's more about them, you know, like they're, 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 they want to hear themselves talk more and it's not knowing what the guys need. Sometimes the guys need no talk, you know, but, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was funny to play for. Seems like, uh, D-men seem to be the best coaches. Yeah. D-men, third line forwards, like, you know, like the grinders, the, the guys that just had to learn the game more because their talent wasn't going to just, just let them soar with it. So right. they were more students of the game and, well, know, and they watch them forwards, fuck them all the time. And right? guess what? Like those guys, <laughs> if they get to that level, that the passion is probably running a little fucking heavier in their blood because it took a lot more for them to get to where they got to. So you develop that worth ethic and you that love for for getting better. Where let's face it, it maybe not so much in today's game, but there, there's guys with God given talent. And those are the guys making 20 million a year. And those aren't the guys that are gonna coach the next generation. It's gonna be the the guys that fucking grinded it out. They they work for everything. Not saying that the stars don't, but um I think it's just a whole different like translation of the way that they 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 view the game it's you know they play because it's their god-given talent where we played because it was the love of our life and we we wanted to do it more than anything ever you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i think those guys become pretty good coaches so now as a coach uh and you know going through shit like that how how do you keep your boys engaged like with your your 90 because that's your that's your prep right like when when People say, well, we weren't prepared for this game. Yeah, like, you know, that that's your your bread and butter. You can go over and do the same drills and over and over and, and everybody can be fucking like you split on that, but your your game plan is your your bread and butter, right? Yeah, like it's it, and it's not really making the game plan, it's it's reiterating what you've been pushing them to do in the last three or four days of practice. You're just trying to make sure, like, you know, I, I find the one thing that some coaches do that I think is a really a really poor way of, of developing is they, in, they, they focus on something, but then they don't follow up on it and they don't make it their thing. They move on too fast and they're trying to teach everything. And like, you know, when you're doing these meetings, it shouldn't be doing nothing but reiterating what you've committed them to do in the last four days of practice, you know, and sometimes you gotta, as a coach, you gotta will the team. Sometimes you, your team's just not fucking bringing the energy and you know it and you gotta, get loud and you got to kind of motivate them. And sometimes you just got to, you know, say very little and just, you know, that they already know what to do. You know, it's, mm -hmm. I think it's the finest line. I think it makes the difference of a good coach and a bad coach mm -hmm. because it's a long season and you don't want your important messages to go on, on, on because they're sick of fucking listening. You know, you gotta, you gotta make sure that everything you say has a purpose so that they're dialed in and, it's not noise because when it becomes noise, fucking things get nobody's listening. Things get unraveled yeah. real yeah. quick. Because excuse me, if you're going over it and the guys are, you see them, fuck this again. 
you know, you know, you've lost them. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like if you're focusing on trying to work on certain skills, but then you stop and you move on to something else, then the players are thinking, well, this guy doesn't follow up on us. So why the fuck should we, you know, it's like, they're, you're a reflection of them. Right. So yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to conduct yourself or you're going to, you know, say, this is the way that, that, that we play, then you got to make sure that that's what, you know, so let's face it, man. Some, some days coaches come to the rink and they're low on energy and they don't want to fucking be there. Or they got a lot of shit going on, especially at this level when it's not your full, full-time job, but mm-hmm. you know, you gotta, you gotta bring the same exact, you know, intensity in terms of, of what you're trying to get out of them. Because if not, man, these kids are smart nowadays, man. They'll, they'll, they'll know that you're not disciplined. So why the fuck do they have to dial in? Cause, cause my coach is all over the map too. Yeah. That makes sense. Now you, you, you got to play with one of the greats that, that played uh, in the NHL and uh, in Jason Spezza. Now, what was what was he like as you know a, a teenager? Yeah, you know, like so um, when I got traded to Mississauga, that's when you know it was the, the Spezza show. Like you, you go to a barn, even if the home team's in fucking last place, they've been they've sold out a week ahead because that's the one time Jason Spezza's rolling through town. Um, and yeah, like man, this guy took all the media he took all the pressure but fuck man he was such a good dude like we were in toronto playing in toronto for like the ice dogs and you know he's driving us to the bar and dropping us off you know <laughs> and, and he's coming to pick us up to make sure we go home or he comes in for one or two you know and then he comes and picks us up like he was uh he was just a really like some kids are just you know they're just more mature beyond their years you know like I think that's just an inherited gift that you have all this enlightenment at 16 of where you want to go and what you want to do. And you're going to do all the right things to get there. Cause fuck man, like mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of kids that are in the OHL, especially in my era where it's like, you're a God in your hometown. When you play at that level, it's really easy to take advantage of that. And you start losing, uh, you know, you start losing what's important and why you wanted to get there, you know, and it's not that you're, you, you go off the chain, but you got to still get better, man. You still got to be doing enough to be better every day. And it's crazy because I look back at all the players that I played with that did make it to the NHL and fucking right. They, they were the ones that deserved it. They were the ones going home. They were the ones that were, you know, showing up every day, you know, like, I, I, I don't know if I played with one guy that's made it to the NHL and went, fuck, man, that, that, that fucker shouldn't have made it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's always the right guy. The, the hockey gods have a way of giving you what you deserve. Taking care of those ones that do, do go the extra mile, right? right? Do work. Do but work. at that age, you better have some really positive adults in your life that are putting you in the right direction, which not all kids do at that age. Or you got to be way beyond your years where you can see yourself you know sacrificing now to gain later which is a fucking tough thing to do at 16 years old man big time or 40 years old or yeah you know like 50 I, years old i remember i remember playing travel baseball for mcgregor and i sacrificed going to see judas priest to fucking play hardball and i rode my one speed bike from royal estate golf course to fucking coan park 
and it fucking rained. <laughs> but I was committed. I was fucking 100% committed. And I had a free ticket to go see Judas Priest and never went. And I was going with uh, Kevin Miller there uh-huh. and his brother and uh, Kyle. Yeah, we were, oh. we were all going to see Judas Priest. And I'm like, nope, can't go. I got I got a ball game. I, I, I got to go play ball. <laughs> and like, I was a bad ball player too. <laughs> But I was there. So you made the wrong decision. I did make the wrong decision. <laughs> but I figured the baseball gods would shine on me. Fuck no. Nope. No. I would set the bench for the game, too. But, you know, there was always that chance that somebody wasn't going to show up. Or get hurt. <laughs> so That's what you're afraid So he's getting to be with the ball. I don't know. But I was going to get my shot. That was the big thing. I was going to get my shot. That is true. Yeah. Hey, uh, how did you end up with the Flyers? Like, I will say, first of all, when I heard that it was you and fucking Dale, I was like, this is the best combo ever. Like, you guys are a match made in heaven for a bench. Yeah, no, and, and, and I, yeah, like, I, I think, um, I think we're lucky to be together, like, and to be able to have the experience between the both of us. Um, and, and yeah, like, I think the kids are, are, are pretty lucky too, that they got some experience on their bench. They got a guy like Dale that, that played pro, you know, and, you know, a lot of these kids want to get to the level that I've already coached at. So, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. But I'll, I'll, the way that it kind of, uh, it happened was, um, you know, c- kind of sort of after um, the, the staff that we had in Flint, we all knew that we were going to be renewing our contracts. Um, you know, I actually tell you the fucking honest about the truth. What happened was, was I went to a three on three summer skate that my kids do. And it was the first time I've ever been behind the bench with them ever. Um, and I fucking loved it. And, and I, 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 my kids loved it. Like they really loved it. And so did their friends. Right. Cause you know, I'm a coach. So um, I thought to myself, I'm like, fuck, I'm like, you know, I think this, I need, I need to be around here and I need this year. Cause whenever I came home from Flint, all my kids, Bell River coaches are amazing. They would just pretty well fucking hand over their practice to me. And I was getting that bond with my kid, but I was also, they were the cool kid. Cause this guy's running practice. The parents respected it and they appreciated my time. Cause I'm fucking home for five hours and I'm on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so when I got a few offers to go, like far away, um, I pretty well made the decision that I was just going to take a year off of coaching and I was going to help my kids teams and do that stuff. Um, and it was, uh, it's funny because I tell Schultze, the GM who I coached with in Leamington, who's a really, really smart hockey dude. Um, when he called me, I said, I fucking knew you were calling me because I knew that they needed a, a coach. And I already actually thought of it before he called me. I'm like, would I take this junior B job? Um, and for whatever reason, you know, I went through my process of thinking, okay, you know, do I want to do this or whatever, for whatever reasons and a few reasons I I went through and I, uh, after I talked to him, I needed a couple more days. I'm like, you know what? Fuck man, this is, I, I, no joke. I think the best scenario I could be in right now. Um, again, I got to be on the ice with my kids, um, I, I run practices for my brother's travel team. So fucking I'm always on the ice, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting to develop kids now that, 
want to want to get better and they want to get to the OHL, you know. Um, and and I think if you ask any of my defensemen so far, I think they're they know that I'm 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 pushing them. Like I I know what it takes. I know the things that that they're looking for at the next level on defensemen. Um, you know, not all kids are are getting taught really really the right way to play it for wherever teams they've come from and that's not a knock on coaches or some coaches don't have as much knowledge mm -hmm. so you're starting to kind of really teach them the right way to play and um, I love it like I, I truly love it and uh, yeah I'm, I'm pumped that I made the decision because I was a 50-50 split if I wanted to do it mm -hmm. and when it came around that I that I that I jumped into it like you know I'm, I'm a big believer shit happens for a reason so um, I don't look at this as, you know, a fucking step back from my coaching career. The reality is I, I coached fucking two years and I was a coach on an OHL bench. It's pretty fucking awesome that I got to do that. There's a lot of coaches that grind for fucking 15 years that never get that chance. So um, I'm very thankful and I learned a ton from Welly and from uh, Ryan Kuabar, the other guy, Kui. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited now that I get to, um, you know, show more of what I've learned from, from guys that are simply better than me because they've been doing it longer than me. And I get that. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for this year, actually. Me too. You guys took it on a chin though on uh, Thursday, Fuck. eh? <laughs> <laughs> One fucking play. They, they fucking, they stretched their way. Like, they're not going to beat us again. I'm no, and you saw now. it. And you saw it, right? Because we're, we're sitting back there and we're like, what the and, fuck? What, and I'll three goals in, in a minute 30 or a minute oh, 36 and you know like what? like all tippets the like, thing that wow. sucks is like and it it happens like i went in that room after the first and i motherfucked those guys so bad and but it was for the right reasons like we just we didn't fucking we're a good team and you know what we're young we got a lot of players that haven't played junior before but they're really good and we got guys off covid and all that but at the end of the day you got to fucking show up man you got to show up you know and no matter what you're what you're doing, like fucking stick to the fucking game plan and go your hardest. And I called them out because they, they fucking deserve to be called out. And if you, if you look at the second and third after they got motherfucked, we won one nothing. Yeah. Right. Yep. So well, you had that one bad. And we went two minutes. and we went into Strathroy two nights later and we won four one a really really nice. dominating game because the guys showed up and they. You know, they got to, like I was saying to them at practice um, yesterday, like our win in Strathroy, that was that win that the team kind of came together. Guys were fucking blocking shots. Guys were, you just know when fucking guys are dialed in and when they're not, right? Mm -hmm. They're young. You got, you know, Junior B, you got some of the older guys that got jobs. And so that's priority or school. It's a, it's a, it's a different breed. It's not the O. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not the O. But, mm -hmm. um, I was, a, I, was a, I was a 15 year old junior B player and I wanted to get to the O, you know, and I got a really young decor that I, I'd love to allow a couple of those guys to learn from me and um, get to experience what I experienced by playing in the OHL, you know, so. I liked your one kid there that, uh, what's his name, Wyatt? Wyatt yeah, and he, like, he's. That kid's a stud. Yeah, and you know, like, he, he's our, he's a 20 year old. He's a, he's, he's the leader on the team. Yeah. Um, and he's just, he's good. You know, he, he said he motherfucked them guys too. You know? Like, yeah, he was getting, he was getting pretty rough because like, you got, the kids weren't following the plan. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but again, it's fuck man, just, just development in general, a 16 year old and a 20 year old, 
there's not a bigger fucking gap in the world in that age difference. It's a boy and a man, yeah. you know? So um, we're, we're, we're full of fucking 16, 17 year olds. These kids aren't even fucking growing facial hair yet, you know? <laughs> But like we got a bunch of young guys, you know, and, and the, the older guys on this team, they're going to have to really play a vital role in um, not being a leader. But, you know, like when I was in Flint, uh, Glandria, who was our captain, which who I love Delhi more than anything, he's such a good person. But he was the captain there when he when we were in the beginning, when we had to fucking pull this guy aside because he was you know, he was trying to lead, but he was leading by putting them down and then telling them the things they're doing wrong. And they were getting scared to play around them, you know? Yeah. And he really changed because he's probably the best captain I've seen in our in our stretch. But I, I think a lot of these old guys, they haven't been old guys, man. The fucking COVID's been two years. These guys were fucking rookies coming in. All of a sudden now they're the fucking overagers. So they don't know that, right? Yeah. And they're really, 17, right? They're yeah. 17 years old. And then, now they're 20. Yeah. And, and, and our junior players that are coming at 16, these fucking kids haven't really even played a year of checking yet because they've been off since fucking 13, 14. Yeah. So, wow. you know, so yeah, sorry. you don't even think about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. You know? Like it's, it's, it's uh, overwhelming. Like, so, so now are you the type of coach that, uh, you know, so was, was there any chance that you had to, you could have been the head coach? Or were you looking for a position? No, like that, so I, I I wasn't like to be honest with you, and and for whatever reason, I I really really like the role of the assistant. I do. I there, you're a little closer with the players, and, yep. and at this level, um, you know, with Mitchie, like Mitchie's right there. Mitchie's fucking awesome. Like he like it's different. It's just us two, right? So you know, I, I think if you asked him, it would be like we have two head coaches and 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 no assistants right this He's year, you know, and and. He's just a good hockey dude. And, um, but I want to get to the next level of coaching too. And I'm, I, 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 I don't, I don't think I need to be a head coach to, to be a assistant at a higher level. I think if I develop my defenseman and my penalty kill and, you know, the, it, it, the word gets out there, the hockey world's small, man. And the fact that I also, you know, and the, the strength and conditioning coach for the teams that I coach is a huge asset for me. You know, like, like Smitty said to me last year, he's like, rides, he's like, man, like just go strength and conditioning. You'd be in the NHL right now. You can, you can get a job tomorrow. Can you run now? No, fuck that. No. <laughs> I try I do it once in a while. I, 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 it's a psyche. You stop yaw. It's more like a walk jog. Yeah. I only do it when it's fucking 85 and sunny out with my shirt off to get some sun. You oh, walk and get some car looks, eh? Yeah, you know, if you go too fast, the sun won't get you either. So I got to make sure I get even tan. Or just that's look funny. That's hey, oh, that's so, so like... Funny. So how do you want to see these fucking boys on the ice? You want to see them like freaking physical? Like, how do you want to see these boys play? Yeah. Like the, the, the challenge we have is that we play on Olympic size ice. So some of our systems, so big. it's different. Right. But again, I don't think it is because it's, it, it's the same for both teams, but we really are instilling the, the same concept that we had in Flint, which is a really, a, a really fucking aggressive four check, two man four check, and just a really hard tracking transition team. And it doesn't take fucking 50 goal scorers to do that. 
when we were in Flint, the way it worked was fucking a thing of beauty, the way we had these guys grinding and working together. And it's just a, a system that allows everyone to be involved. And if you're not fucking buying in, it's fucking really out, out. It's really obvious when you're not fucking busting your bag to get on the four check, when you're not tracking as fucking hard as you can through the middle, those things are easy to fucking see. And then you got to deal with those guys. But if you can get everyone doing that, I don't think there's a more effective system in hockey, to be honest with you. Empty the tank every shift. Right? And you got to watch, you know, that, you know, you, you can't run them too hard, you know, and because they do burn out. But um, you just got to be smart about it. And that's why, like, even for us, we're already factoring in when we can do off-ice stuff. And I'm going to run that because, you know, just 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 out condition teams like fuck man like just be in better shape yeah. just when you make fucking stupid mistakes on the ice but do you feel you could you could burn do you feel that you could burn players out doing that you know like how how they would do like uh say say your morning skates you know like before, yeah, so before in, a game yeah so we're in flint we didn't skate once in the morning like, that's awesome i don't think you should like we the the kid players had the option if they they had a little superstition to it but it was mostly just the coaches went out and played three on three to get a sweat on fucking game day. Yeah. And then we, we did it with the healthy scratches. Right. But everyone else was off the ice. Um, but at, at the junior B level, you're only practicing twice a week and you play two games. So, um, and the thing too is these fucking kids, man, coming in at 16, they've been, been, they've been running hard since fucking eight, man, to get to ju even junior B nowadays, You've been, you've had a fucking personal trainer. You've had a fucking skating coach. You, you, you're, you can deal with that. And that's why obviously careers end a lot sooner because you're just emptying the fucking tank at 27, but no man. And even like I was, I was talking to somebody because they were laughing at me. I had an AP come up that was 16 and I played him fucking 25 minutes. The one game we won, but I, he was the most conditioned. I'm going to watch guys come off the ice and if they're mm -hmm. fucking pulled over, that's the guy who's going to fucking throw a pizza up the middle because he's so fucking tired. He can't think. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. play this, the young, the young stud that has, has legs for days. Was he from Harrow? Who's that? The kid that you played, the younger kid that came up and played the. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Is that dad? yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Who's, okay. who's the dad? Where, where Sean is, is his dad who does our merch. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> So his dad does our merch. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. We're, yeah. we're going to need you to go talk to Sean. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's who it is. And yes, exactly. So, because Sean was actually saying, he's like that his boy got a shit ton of ice time when he played. I know his dad actually texted, like he called, he texted the GM about it. Wow. But yeah, like go with the guys that are going, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like, you know, unfortunately, I had one D that only played nine minutes that game, but he just he wasn't going. Uh, next game, everyone's back to normal. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not ranking you every game. It's just, yeah, if you, if it's not your night, it's not your night. You know what I mean? Like, you're, everybody has bad nights, right? And and at the end of the day, man, like we know with our team this year, for us to win, we, we probably got to have two 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 goals against on average if we're going to win just on, on how much goals we think we can score. So we got a phenomenal goalie, but yeah, our D are young and- Well, you got two, you got two phenomenal goalies. Yeah, like we actually got three, like all our goalies are 
even our third goalie, you know, Chasey came from the, the Firebirds. He's an OHL caliber goalie. So we're, we're really good in that. Um, but I think it's a great opportunity. I know I keep talking about it, but that those are my boys, right? I'm the D sure. guy. So I think, I think we can be the biggest difference on the team this year. If I can get these young guys playing the right way and cleaning up their game a bit. Cause I'm, if you fucking talk to them, I've been on them big time, but they know I love them already. And they know I'm just doing it for their. And you'll run through walls just like you did oh, fuck, yeah. for these kids as you yeah. did for teammates. Now, yeah. now I, we, we were talking before the show and uh, we were talking about when you played with uh, Spezza and I remember being at that game, uh, playoff game against Plymouth and Spezza tried a toe drag and he was already drafted. Like he was already going to the NHL and he tried a toe drag, coughed up the puck and they went down and buried it. And, uh, you were there for that. Yeah, no, well, like, yeah, was, I was, I had a front row seat on the bench watching that toe drag, but like even in practice, like that, that whole year, like Webby was like starting to like really get on him about his defensive play. And, and I, and now as a coach, I probably realized that it was Ottawa that was probably, you know, inciting to try to help his defense play, but the, the guy just wanted, he was a kid wanted to score goals. So yeah. he was getting mother. Well, that's what got him there, yeah, right? Like he was getting motherfucker practice all the time for his defense. So mm-hmm. yeah, over time he fucking tries his like, like patented fucking yeah. Jason Spezza toe drag. <laughs> Fucking little still little, little poke check and, and like he didn't even fucking try to catch up to this guy and I'm on the bench and I'm like oof guy score so we were in the room and like like you are after every loss you're you're sitting there quiet don't take your equipment off you're waiting for the coach to come in bags yeah and uh, fucked a couple times man in Windsor I we fucking were so shit we had to put our gear on keep our gear on. The, bag skate in front of the fans that still weren't lit left the fucking rink. Can't even do that. That was against the rules. It was really? So, oh, so embarrassing. Fuck. I, I didn't care. I haven't even left the arena. Yeah. The guy's fucking cleaning up the popcorn and fucking you're you're other skating. Yeah, so so fucking we were sitting there and like in the our old dressing room, it was like a fucking tunnel where you come down, like where where we hold our sticks. It's really tight and it's like a false floor. So you hear it, boom, boom, boom. And you can hear like somebody running down it. And we're like, oh, fuck. And, and Dave Perpich, who was the defense coach, who was, who was awesome, but like he was old school. Like he, he got fucking, this guy got sideways. Like he, he used to get real pissed. So my stall was like on the other side of the room, but at the back by Spezza's. And I was watching. And, First, it's a helmet getting thrown at them. Then it's a pair of pants. Then it's a fucking shin pad. And like, it's all like fucking going off his, his stall. And I'm like, and all I remember is I'm in my stall and I'm like, man, like, I don't know if you should be doing that to that guy. Like, you can do that to me. But I don't think you're ever going to coach again. Like, that guy, you can't fucking throw helmets He's at a legend, though, right? Her, her, oh, her, yeah. Her no, he's unreal. Because we, like, how many times Ant, on this show has his name come up? About you know what I mean? Like, like, like wow. I just uh, like you know, like for me, like obviously as a Windsorite, like he was grew up here. I, I could imagine how it was for him to be able to be behind the bench of the Spitz for as long as he was. You know what I mean? Being a hockey guy, like because he's coached Leamington, he's coached uh, uh, Essex, yeah, he's coached Windsor, 
like I, I can't remember how many others. Like I'm pretty sure he probably coached uh, Canadians at one time. Yeah, he's every been everywhere. That, like every time that like you know a coach got fired in Windsor, like he was always the he was the guy. Head, like, yeah, he was the guy that took over. He was like, um, what's his name? Uh, used to make us fun. That, that coach Slitter. for Ballard. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Tom uh, uh, or Roger Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hey, I yeah. want you to wear that bag. Yeah. Remember you had to wear the, <laughs> yeah, the paper yeah. bag over his head? And then pop it off. And everybody's like, oh, it's him again. Like, he's the one that started that waving of the towel. Yeah, oh, like, fuck. Great shit. That's yeah. funny. So, man. like, uh, now, now you go play in uh, Texas. Yeah. What What was that like? No, it, it, like, so... Beautiful weather, right? Yeah, like, I was kind of just ready to get out of Windsor, to be honest with you. Um, and Tony Hurtelli, who was the coach in Windsor when I was there, him and I were pretty close. So he was, he's, like, we're cut from the, the same cloth. So he was really trying to get me to go there. Um, and at that time, I was interested in uh, pursuing firefighting. So they had one of the best firefighting programs in the, the world, actually. So that's why I, I kind of went there. Um, and I played like 10 games for the team. And it was it was good, like for like, um, but it was it wasn't the O, you know, like as stupid as it sounds like I would ask the boys on the team, like, okay, who's the tough guy on this team? Because I, I haven't been around the horn with these play, these teams. So they'd tell me, and I, I I couldn't buy a fucking fight. Like, nobody would fight me. Um, and then about 10 games in, we went to play the the, the uh, Compu Ambassadors who are in our league. And um, it's so random. And it's actually, it's really freaky how random this guy comes in and out of my life at weird times. It's actually fucked up. <laughs> so I, I like magically run into Pete DeBoer in the, the bowels of the rink. And he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, I'm playing for the, against the ambassadors tonight. Cause the ambassadors were always the, the farm team for the whalers. And uh, he's like, what the fuck are you doing in that league? He's like, you gotta, you gotta, he's like, do you like it? I'm like, no, actually I'm, not loving it just because you're playing in front of like 200 fans, but I know it sounds stupid, but you know, I'm like, fuck, I got eligibility left to play in the O. So we flew home that night um, back to Texas and I told the coach the next day, I'm like, fuck man, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the O. And uh, yeah, the next day I was at practice with the Spitz, but the Spitz already had like their overagers pick, which I was. So they traded me to, uh, to Mississauga within like two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now when you were in texas did you see anybody famous oh so like just a fucking funny like not, i don't even care really about the famous dudes but um i was there for a while and um i started dating so whenever we uh practiced there was figure skaters that practiced before us so i started dating one of the the figure skaters got slap shot written all over it <laughs> and um what we were going on one night and she's like well we're gonna go meet one of my friends at her boyfriend's house and i said well i don't care whatever i, I was i still didn't know my way around texas and um we show up at this complex and the girl i was with she's like oh they're not gonna let you in like they're only letting uh chicks in i'm like well and i'm like and i'm not like sausage and i'm party. not a fucking like i'm not I'm not the coolest dude ever, but I'm not the guy that wants to go somewhere where I'm not wanted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, fuck off. I'll leave. I don't care. So like, no, no, you can come in. You can come in. 
So she's like, they don't want guys because it's all a bunch of uh, Dallas stars up there. So I'm like, okay, now I kind of don't want to go just because I'm a hockey boy. But if they don't know me as a hockey boy, I don't want to be that needle dick that shows up at a fucking hockey boy party. I I know how those parties go. (laughs) So... I walk up and I, I I walk up the stairs and Dan Jensefsky's sitting on the couch who's like a buddy of mine from Windsor and it's like I'm like what the fuck I look over and it's like Ed Belfour and uh, a couple other guys and then I go to the kitchen and Steve Ott who I played junior with in there I had no idea that they were there they had no idea that I was even in Texas and it was just a fucking random way to run into ex teammates when this girl's like I don't think they're gonna watch you there and I fucking yeah, they're all my friends. And who did you get drunk with? Ed Belfort is like, <laughs> this guy is fucking the real deal. I'll never forget it. He was on a fucking recliner with a big fubu sweater on. And he looked like fucking nobody's child. And I had to really look close to know it was him. But yeah, he, he was talking fucking Chinese by the end of the night. It was hilarious. Because <laughs> he's a little bit crazy, right? Because remember, in those days, he was kind of going through some crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah, because like when he got signed with Toronto, yeah. he got arrested. Like, yeah, no, arrested, he was, yeah. but no, he, he got brought like, up on charges oh, yeah, from no, bar yeah. fight. Oh, he's a pissed. Yeah, he's a beauty. That's fucking oh, We're going to call a spade a spade. It's a spade. <laughs> That's fucking great, man. I'm tapped, Rob. So if you got to fucking fire away, fire away, bro. It's all you. I got, I got a, I got a bunch more. <laughs> so now when uh, you, uh, you're getting into the fighting thing and, you know, your brother, you, you're coming out watching him play in the 73s all the time. And, and I know that we talked to your brother about this, but uh, did, did you end up having to show your brother how to fight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we used to do helmets and gloves in the basement of our house, but the way I would convince him to do it is I wouldn't wear a helmet and I'd only wear a glove on my left hand, not my right hand. And uh, yeah, the one time he he ducked and he but you told him something. I told him. I told, yeah, I told him. I said, keep your hands up and 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 don't duck down because I'm gonna I'm gonna come because if you can't, I'm gonna see come him. from fucking down low and knock yeah. in the next week. And uh, yeah, I think he was sleeping on that that fucking cement floor for about five minutes. <laughs> I went upstairs and made a peanut butter and jam sandwich. <laughs> the exact story he told. Yeah, but so he like he was like funny. my brother like. Yeah, again, just the couple age difference, you know, it's a difference in mm-hmm. uh, like maturity in terms of strength. But uh, yeah, he was fucking, he was always a tough boy. He wasn't, I, I, I like on an ice fight, like we'll debate it, but I'll fucking, I'll, I'll, I'll win him on the ice. Because <laughs> I know he's a lefty. He always catches guys because he's left, but I know he's a lefty. Well, I remember uh, we had Sternbauer on, and, <laughs> yeah. and Sternbauer said, you didn't want to fight me. Yeah. So, so what's funny is, so I was, I was, I played my one year of junior B in Tecumseh and uh, I, I, again, the next like tryouts, I don't know if I'm going to make Plymouth. So you're still kind of with your junior B team. So I was a, a coach for one of the uh, tryout teams. My brother was uh, on the other team and um <laughs> I knew my brother was tough, and I like I I I I, I and I fucking I, I sent I sent Sternbauer out. I said, "Go fight my brother." He's like, "What?" I go, "Go fucking fight my brother." 
And he went and fucking my brother's like, are you fucking serious? I'm five seven, man. This guy's six six. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I thought I thought it was a good challenge. I don't. I think we had a picture of them two standing together. Yeah, we do. <clears throat> yeah, it was awesome. Like if you're looking at it, like, what the fuck is that? That's like, funny. Though. Just <laughs> they're almost there's almost my height between the two of them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he fucking sends out the biggest, baddest guy in camp. To go for <laughs> yeah, him, probably. The biggest well, <laughs> guy around here. Go fight him. That's yeah. What, yeah. You, who are you going to send out? But your brother you going to send out the toughest guy, guy too, right? Oh, my brother was tough as nails. I used to, you know, I, I, I'm happy that I, 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 I really did. A, like, I, I think more than anything, I when I was playing, I appreciated how much he loved to be around Neo, you know, like. Um, I don't think it was, oh, I think it was you. But it, I think it was just the, the, that level that, and it's not the level of hockey, it's the level of you're, you're, you're such a family. Like you're, there's no junior hockey where you're playing every single day and you're on the road for weeks on end. And when I played for the Spits, I got to, I was lucky I got to live at home, but my parents always built in a player. My parents were awesome for that. They never get, they never saw one billet check. It never made it his way home. It always ended up in my bank account. They never said a word. And, uh, <laughs> but like my brother was like part of it, man. And like, like, so because I knew how much he loved it, I used to go to all his Tuesday, uh, his Tuesday home games. And I, I, I would not miss a playoff game to watch him because fuck man, that guy was just, An animal. just a gamer, man. You know, like, um, yeah, if he wanted to play junior B or wherever he could have, but fuck man that guy just like lives for Essex like he it was he yeah. was he, he I, said I, he I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I if, if there was probably a captain that I can think of that was so like just would have run through a fucking brick wall for his team my brother loved that team more than anything yeah crazy yeah. that's awesome yeah. well it was funny too because he told us a story about uh Tony telling him hey come grab your stick tape it come with me yeah, yeah, and he would yeah, sit in yeah. front of the coach, stand in front of the coach's office with his cut off sleeves yeah. and shit, and his fucking big yeah. rippling muscles. Yeah. <laughs> and he's chatting. He's like, I have no idea. Tony was just yeah. trying to be to get me to intimidate these fucking guys. Yeah, like, you know? yeah, like, my brother played football. He, my brother's a really, really good football player too. Mm-hmm. So, like at fucking fifteen, he was fucking just jacked. Like, like, like I look now at like the way junior players are built. Like, if a player that was built like my brother walked by these kids, like they they might not put their skates on. Like he was just he was yeah he was a fucking well fuck you're you're your goalie there for the Flyers that kid's jacked yeah no, you're your yeah. number one goalie yeah, like holy goalie that kid is stud yeah, he's happy. he's he's good great guy too yeah he's awesome guy mm-hmm. so. Uh, you know that that, that being said, I, I just I love your brother. Like it's so funny, and he's sick. Yeah, well, <laughs> he doesn't take it very well. No, he's he's soft. He like <laughs> I've never seen a guy when he gets sick. He's so soft. And I'll get calls from my mom. How's your brother? Is he okay? I'm like he's fine. He's got a cold. You don't have to fucking start the funeral arrangements. It's like you don't have to go drive across Windsor to see him. Like. He just, yeah, he just needs everyone to know. So, so I text him and I tell him, I'm like, uh, Matt, uh, got your brother coming on. I, <laughs> I need a little bit of dirt on him. You know, like text me, hit me up, whatever. Well, the day goes by, I don't get nothing from him. So I text him back. 
yesterday and i'm like okay bro well i guess i'll just go fuck myself <laughs> laugh out loud i heard about it right away you believe this fucking guy <laughs> so so he texts me back and he's like hey listen asshole i've been sick in bed for three fucking days i got a fucking <laughs> huge headache and i don't need your fucking chirping yeah, that's cool. like, sorry bro i hope you get better and I said, well, you fucking threw up that big of a text. You could have texted me what I was asking for. <laughs> oh, so I guess man. he doesn't take it very well. Oh, man. That's hilarious. So, yeah. That, oh, oh, I'm going to ask you one final question. So, or two. You just give me two more. Yeah, shoot I it. I need to know um, if there was any rule to change in hockey, what, what would your rule be to change in hockey? Oh. Fuck man, I you know what? To be to be honest with you, even as like a guy that was you know a tougher guy or or whatever was that role of a team, I I think the rules now are good, man. I I really do. I I don't want my fucking ten year old to get fucking punched in his face from sixteen to twenty one, mm-hmm. you know. So I I like the idea of that. Um and, and yeah, it's it's just. To be really honest with you, I think us Canadians need to really just learn that that's not part of the game no more and start picking up our skill development with our players and that stuff because uh, it's not going to be the way it was. You know, like, um, I loved it. That's what I watched. I fucking will worship players that got to play in that era because they were fucking warriors. Um, But guess what? I always say it's like guys that play now, they could never play back in the day because they they just wouldn't be able to deal with that physicality but um the guys that play now or the guys that were playing when i played they could never play now it's just too fast it's yeah. just they're just too athletic and um yeah I, I i think the rules are good to be honest with you i never thought of that question but um i'm not holding on to the way it used to be fuck i i think it's got to change you know what i mean i don't I don't think guys, it, don't get me wrong, like, fuck, man, sometimes you just need people to be accountable for uh, what they do, but you also got to think of the mentality of uh, the players that are developing now. They don't have that mean streak, man. Think of Windsor boys that made the show, all of them, fucking blue-collar, fucking hardworking, tough fuckers, and um, they, they had a role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love all the guys from this area that made it somewhere in hockey, but I think we'd all agree how many of us are, with our skill set and where we came from would play in today's game. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, man, find a bunch of us, yeah. you know? So it's, uh, we just got to get, get better at developing our kids into the way that hockey is now instead of, you know, parents at the fucking rink cheering when their kid blows up a fucking other kid. Like, come on, like, I, I get it, but... Because how many times did you have it heard? Yeah, you heard it's, it's, that, you the place like, just erupted. But, 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 but we're right in that middle generation yeah. where the yeah. parents are my age. Everything's and trying to fucking yeah. hold on. And they're trying to instill in their kids the way it was, and that it's wrong. Like, like my kids, like when they were young, they were fucking just blowing people up. Like, and it, it wasn't even hitting. Like, my son would skate from the one ice to the other and just blow kids up for fun. And I'm like, man, like. Fucking, you can't do it no more. This, this is not how the game is. You can hit people, but you can't be skating around looking for it because you might get to do that until you're 14. But then once fucking you're skating around guys that can move their feet, good luck, you know? Yeah. So 
it's just it's just different man and you know like some, sometimes even as a coach like with the way kids are now um just in terms of the way you got to deal with them it's different you know like when i played if you came to the rink and your jersey wasn't in your stall that means you're a healthy scratch you take your gear you take your clothes off you go work out for an hour and you hope to get beat and light up next game now these kids like they ask questions why 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 and i think it's a good thing but you got to show them video you got to tell them why you know so it's and you like, should they, they should need they need to know why right like you can't like so so my my uh my girlfriend uh like when her son got cut from baseball or whatever it is or something on that line it was the coach is sending an email to the parent and now the parent has to explain it to him. Yeah. Not sit down with the coach and say, listen, if you work on this and you work on that, you come back next year and there'll be a spot for you. Yeah. But if you're better at it, not, uh, yeah, you're cut. I don't know why yeah. you got a parent telling, well, you know, cause there's no thing in the email. It just says your kids. Cut. Well, put it this way. And I fuck you. You can go on forever with this issue, especially with me as a hockey dad, but, um, what happens is, is you get coaches that are, are focusing more on winning a hockey game at 12 years old than developing um, your, your lower half players into better right. players. So uh, you guess what? If, if I'm a coaching a 13-year-old travel team and I just run 4D because they're my best four and I run two lines, yeah, I'm probably going to win. But that's bullshit. Like, that's, everybody should be playing. You're only as good as your worst player. You know what? Guess what, man? You want to fucking knock down your lines last five. You want to have a power play on, on the people that deserve it because of how they played the last week, fine. But to start fucking shorting the bench and stuff at that age because you're so focused on winning a, a, a minor hockey game that you're going to sacrifice the development of 40% of your players. Um, and let's face it, I hate to be an asshole, but play, coaches that are thinking that way, they probably don't even really have the capability to develop the players the way that they should. So but you know that their kid's on that team and he's getting all well, that. Yeah, and it, it's just, I think it just has to change a bit more around here. I think we're actually, to be honest with you, and I think we're a little bit behind. I think we're still having that mindset in Windsor, Essex County. And I don't mean to go into a rant about that, but I think we, you know, there's not enough guys that have played that are willing to get involved in minor hockey because they know all the, how tough it is to to do what you got to do you know mm -hmm. so it's like you know i i think that there's a lot of room in this area for kids to start developing and I, it doesn't matter it's a sport but we're definitely not where we were when it, it comes to developing uh even junior players really you know what i mean right it's crazy actually all right so my last question for you is if there was a you know, baseball players have their walk-up music. If there was a goal-scoring song instead of that stupid fucking horn, <sighs> what would your goal-scoring song have been? Fuck anything but that fucking horn. I, I hate it. I hate it. Get rid of it and play. Get don't. But get the funny thing is, is, me and Schultze were on the bench, and they fucking did it after every single player got announced in our home opener. Oh, I know. And by player four, I was about to fucking lose. Well, the horn mind. wasn't even working. No, it, it was like, like oh, oh. it would like go hard for two, and then it come inside. It was fucking. It was a shit show. So I, I, I hundred percent blame our loss that night on that that horn person. <laughs> And if I find who that was, <laughs> he's getting a horn bucket. 
I don't know. Fuck, that's a good question. It would for sure be something fucking probably country, but I'd have to really think a little bit more on that. Like, I love this bar. No, it'd be a little bit heavier than that, I think. <laughs> when I was in Texas, actually, I changed our warm up song to the uh, Kid Rock song, the Cowboy song. That was oh, a yeah. pretty sick song Great for song. us to come out to, mm-hmm. me and a bunch of Canadian boys playing hockey in Texas. Damn right. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, oh this is the we're we're over an hour this has been fucking fantastic <laughs> well that's why we do short ins and outs so. <laughs> yeah that's why we kind of shortened up tonight knowing that this was gonna happen so but yeah mark seriously bro thank you so much best of luck and we're gonna we're gonna like shoot out there and we're gonna go to a game and then after maybe we'll have some beers with you beauty somewhere yeah for sure please do i know where to go to find these guys too yeah he does he does see like like i said earlier (laughs) if we can't find you we send rob out and then rob fucking rob just reels you in (laughs) no it's, it's been awesome though i you know it was you don't get that opportunity that often to kind of talk about puck and, you know, especially for me, I just kind of come back in the game the last three, four years from a long time off as a, from playing and it's, um, it's the love of my life. So I, I love any, any opportunity to fucking chat about it. And there's been some fucking pretty funny stories in my day. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to get uh, you guys back on like you and uh, Mitch about, uh, you know, you and Dale, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, for sure. And talk about the boys, and then it'll be all just uh, on your Limited Flyers. You yeah, know, like, be awesome. uh, yeah, a good plug for them, and you know, hopefully, uh, you, you you have the most success, and we wish you all the best. Awesome. No, I th- I appreciate it, boys. All right, thanks, buddy. And there he was, folks, Mister Mark Rideau absolute beauty dude i remember him when he was playing in windsor he was fucking one of my favorite ones to watch because when he was on the ice you didn't know what was gonna happen it could have been a big hit it could have been a fight he would score he was just one of those guys back in the day that when he played in the oh he played the game the way it should be played so that's why i really liked watching him rob what do you think guy's awesome amazing just like his brother you know what a great interview like yeah we had so much fun doing that and uh he's a fitness freak yeah he's jacked yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah not a guy you'd want to meet in a back alley let's put it that way <laughs> oh, I, I i had to be careful what i said to him so, <laughs> so big shout out to mr Ryder, you're a beauty and good luck to the leamington flyers as well too so big shout out to those buttes out there in leamington so Robin Leonard seems to be in the in the news everywhere, um, voicing his opinions on stuff. So his first one, what what was it with him and Elaine Vigneault? He said something that Vigneault was giving guys medication or something. Yeah, so Leonard po- posted on Twitter. He said, uh, "Is it common for the workplace to give out uh, bronzapine? What is it, bronzapine?" Yeah, or or when uh, employees travel Ambien, uh, (laughs) should that not be done by a doctor or you know pharmacist asking for a friend? You know what I mean? Laugh out loud. This doesn't happen in Vegas, to be clear. We know 
many other teams and I've also been in on teams doing that. And uh, like the, the, the flyers just are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like yeah. what players is going to like, you're telling me Vigneau carries around pockets full of fucking pills. <laughs> like that. Yeah. It, it, I don't understand that. Like, and, and you're in the NHL and, and that's, I, I, I don't know. Some heavy allegations. I don't think that, I think that, I think that one's kind of bullshit. If you ask me. And the flyers also put out there like, Hey, do you got proof that this happened? Like who's, yeah. who's backing you on this story? Yeah. I think that one's kind of, kind of BS. And but... then it's a, and then they, they also put, try and shake your way out of this one. Yeah. You know, like why are well, we, did you get on, did you get on a bender and just start fucking, yeah, fuck me, you know, blah, blah. I don't you know, know, and just start pounding shit out because <laughs> to carry on with that story, Leonard was also giving shit to somebody else. I, I have to find it, but he was also giving shit to somebody else about uh, the Eichel saga that's going mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Like what, who, who is this guy? Like, what, I don't get it. You Very were opinionated. Nobody, you were nobody until you took Flurry's job. You know, yeah. like I, I didn't think he was. I, I, I didn't even realize that he was in the league till uh, he came to Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's very opinionated. I'll tell you that. Very. I don't opinionated. know. It's kind of crazy that that he's got so much, so much to say. Mm -hmm. Um. So the Olympic teams there, each uh, country has to. Uh, has to name three guys that are going to be on the team. So Canada. So who who was it? It was Crosby, McDavid, and Petro, Pasternak. right? Or Petrangelo, sorry. Yeah. Yep. So like, that's a holy shit. That's a nice little foundation, dude. This team, Canada, I think, is going to be one of the best ones that we're ever going to see. This could be too one of the only times that we're going to see Crosby and mcdavid on the same team so everybody do you just... think they they gotta put uh marshawn on that team oh i'm sure he'll i'm sure he will be he's there. gotta be on that I'm team sure like will. as much as i fucking hate him goaltenders he's gotta will, make that team. goalies will probably be like fucking flower carry price and who is the other one I don't know. We're, they're stacked. Canada's stacked, front front to back, side to side. So, do you think? Do you think those are the captains and the assistant captains? Like, I would. I would think so. Yeah. You know. I would think so. Yeah. I would. Think Crosby so. gets the C. I was gonna say the C's got to go to Sid, right? He's already done it before. Hundred percent. It's That's probably it's probably his him. last one. He's scored a game winning goal. He's he he's got to wear the C, right? That's that's a lock, right? You would think. I would say. I would say. If if not, who else could wear it? Well, McDavid, mm -hmm. Angelo. But do you but think, think they would? Uh, knowing, I that, think McDavid would be butthurt if if Petrangelo got it. But do you has Connor even got to play in the Olympics yet? Uh, yeah. Wasn't it in? Wasn't that just the World Cup tournament? Oh, maybe. So I don't know if he's played a Olympics yet. Yeah, no, you're. I think you're right. You know what I mean? So 
he doesn't really have that experience. So I, I would I would give him an A for sure, one hundred percent. 100%. He's obviously going to be around for the next one. Sid's not going to be, obviously, right? I don't think Sid will be Didn't here the next Didn't McDavid one. play in the Sochi Olympics I'm in not sure. 2014? He, he, he may have. I'm not sure on that I think one. he did. He might have. Okay, so he, so he might have one under his belt. Yeah, but remember, don't let, don't let me influence your answer. But 2014 <laughs> would be seven years ago, dude. How old was he seven years ago? He was probably like 14, 15. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how old he is. I don't know. But I know we always do shit like that. We always get shit caught on the spot. But I don't think he's played in one yet. I'm going to go with that. But we'll see what happens. Either way, he's hasn't done it very much where Sid's been around. And Sid's just Sid's the man when it comes to playing for Canada. Let's face it. <laughs> right. So yeah. uh, on that note, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Or are you? Oh, we forgot to mention the, did we talk about Kirsten Welsh? Did we talk about her last week or no? So she's actually a ref. She's a female referee and she's refed a game in the OHL. She was the first ever woman linesman, shall I say. And uh, they did there's been i looked her up she's gonna end up she's actually gonna come on the show soon too i've already reached out to her and so she's gonna come on the show and talk to us and just kind of like fill us in how she got in on everything but her story was pretty cool you can obviously find it anywhere youtube hockey hockey night in canada i believe ran uh something on her and stuff too her story's pretty cool so check her out i just wanted to say congrats to her so on that note yeah congratulations that's i I, i'm curious to find out like what she's been called in <laughs> in in the oh. games you know like mm-hmm. referees are assholes like that, oh, that's yeah. bullshit you're an idiot like you know what i mean like you, referees get a lot of abuse so oh, i'm sh- curious to find out what this uh, girl has gone yeah. through and heard i'm sure she's heard it all already <laughs> so on that note until next week and rob We're signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Peace. Yeah, I can get behind it.